a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We will be continuing these protests throughout the day. We are going to cover all the details as they become available to us, all of the understandings that emerge after the events of Saturday night, uh, including a conversation I'm going to have just after 2.30 with U.S. Attorney John Huber here from the District of Utah. He has become a good friend to this program and a good friend to justice. I am always grateful to hear from the U.S. Attorney, and today we'll be speaking specifically about the Joint Terrorism Task Force and how it applies to the events of Saturday night. He'll explain why some of the crimes which have been witnessed in various media coverages and videos and such like that may qualify the offender's uh, for federal prosecution. We'll get the details from U.S. Attorney John Huber just after 2.30 today. In the meantime, though, I am pleased to be joined by Scott Howell, a good friend of mine. Sir, how are you? Hey, Lee. I, uh, I am still kind of in awe of what happened in our capital city over the weekend. I don't know how to, what words to describe it. I was writing in my journal uh, Sunday night, and I said that this was historical and not in a good historical way. But I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I was, I was flabbergasted. I it took the breath out of me. It mm-hmm. really did. And uh, I, I heard you live uh, commentary, uh, watching from your balcony. It sound like, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just it, it, it was gut punching to me that this thing got so out of control. And I just uh, I, I cannot believe that our capital city has uh, gone that route. It, it's just I don't know what to say, Lee. I mean, it's just amazing. I, when faced with you know sadness and dark chapters in history, I do what I can. I, throughout the course of this coronavirus, I've been trying to look for uh, bright spots, silver linings, anything uh, that shows off the goodness in our society. And I, I, I think that I did see a few instances of that over the weekend. I saw law enforcement, uh, for the most part, operating uh, in a wonderfully peaceful and methodical fashion, uh, driving back the protesters, uh, minimizing harm caused to uh, people and property. I also saw some of the protesters themselves standing up to others within their own group when things were getting out of hand. Were you able to witness some, uh, at least, bright spots? I was, and you're absolutely right. And I give kudos to every law enforcement in our state that was down there to take the 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 abuse, both physical and verbal abuse, that they were assaulted to is beyond my belief. Uh, Lee, I, how they constrained themselves and how they held back. Now, yeah, there was one instance of the individual that they got pushed down, the older gentleman, and they went over and lifted him up, and the chief has dealt with that. Mm-hmm. But I got to give triple stars to our Utah Highway Patrol at the Capitol. You know, that's personal to me. Yeah. That's my building. That's, that's, that's where I 
have seen justice take place in that building. And I've heard both sides of the aisle and both sides of people's opinions talking about how laws can change and affect them and come together. But when I saw how well some of those protesters reacted and I saw a young, a young woman say, please, please don't do that. Please do not do that. And the wanton disregard for her and what I was concerned about is that they might turn and attack that individual. Mm-hmm. And the guy with the bow and arrow, oh, my goodness. I mean, wh- where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, that was just so far out uh, out of nowhere land. And, you know, we're not, we're not going to take the law into our own hands. And, you know, for him to point that at something, that's a dangerous weapon. And I, I saw that whole thing. So there are silver linings. I think the mayor was quick to point out that uh, – Transparency is key, and I think that that's something that's good. I know Vice President Biden has been very active. Even just a half hour ago, he had four of the mayors of the major cities uh, um, that were on a live broadcast. Uh, Joe has he keeps calling that the um, uh, that George Floyd would never want to be remembered in a way that caused wanton destruction to our country. George Floyd would want something that brought uh, change to our community, change to the system. And uh, the vice president has been hammering that home. Uh, He wants justice for uh, George. Uh, He wants institutional reforms across the board. He pursued urgency, and, and he really became very emotional when he talked about the cycles of violence that have been happening. It's not right. And he's committed, if elected president, that he will make this his number one issue to deal with the social injustice in our country today. Well, thank you for bringing up uh, former Vice President Biden. That's the the reason for our conversation today. Uh, And it stems from some polling results which came out not too long ago. And I've been looking for an opportunity to speak with you about them. Uh, Depending on how you analyze the numbers, either Joe Biden is ahead by a few points or there is a statistical tie between the presumptive nominee Joe Biden and President Donald Trump in what would be uh, a November election. How does that strike you? Well, of course, uh, when you look at those numbers objectively, and I, I really appreciate the way you said that, it, it really comes down to a statistical uh, tie. And I think what's happening right now is that people are uh, questioning the president. I think when he came out and said that he didn't want any fact-checking or any First Amendment uh, taken away from him, uh, for Twitter to make that comment, I, I'm all about fact-checking. And, you know, you as a, as a commentator, you get your facts every day. You start a program by going through and, and looking at both sides and, and dealing in facts. And that has not been happening with this president. And I think what people are starting to realize is that it's, it, the, the president ha- just cannot stay focused on the truth. Uh, It seems to be when he's on script, and I can tell when he's on the teleprompter, his facts are all in line, and he really comes across very well, in my opinion. But, boy, when he starts shooting from the cuff and looting his shooting time, that was just just kind of a a nuclear bomb to go in there and put both sides in, in a situation where it wasn't healthy for any American citizen, 
let alone our Constitution. Yeah. So I, I look at it that way. Um, I think you might have seen this morning the poll from uh, Bob Burnick at Utah Policy that said actually his favoritism uh, is, is starting to go down. Um, they, they've done a good job, I think, of polling and trying to figure out exactly where he is mm-hmm. and what's going on with him. So for me, it's just one of those issues that we keep saying that, you know, you might not think that Joe's the the very best person in the world, and he's got his faults. I'll be the first to say that. But I think we'd have a president who's got experience and understanding and would do the job that that I hope our country would be unified in the future and start to come back together again. All right, Scott Howell, we'll have to leave it at that. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I apologize to you for, for having to witness that desecration of the Utah State Capitol. I know that you invested much of your time uh, serving the people of Utah from that very building, and I can only imagine how it must hurt you to see uh, the, the the vandalism sustained by that building, but also on the flip side, as volunteers emerged yesterday morning to restore it to its current state, which is pristine and clean. Scott Howell, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Lee, and keep up the great work. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all those volunteers for your great work. Big shout-out to the Other Side Academy, and we appreciate what you guys did yesterday. Thanks, Lee. It's always a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you, Scott. Uh, We're going to, in a moment, take a break. And when we return, I've been looking forward to this conversation all day long. I'm going to be speaking with U.S. Attorney John Huber. I've mentioned he's become quite a friend of this program. We touch base from time to time on things that impact this community uh, and have a, a federal nexus. When federal laws are broken, Uh, He's the man to handle it, and it turns out, after reviewing much of the footage we gathered over the weekend in downtown Salt Lake City, there may be those amongst uh, the protesters guilty of federal crimes worthy of prosecution by U.S. Attorney John Huber, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.